Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mashals Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett and I'm here with Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yes, and once again, Joel Couture not here. Um, was he with us for 115? I don't I think don't so. I think so, no. No, so absent once again, taking handle on business in Canada, doing Canadian things. So, uh, but he says he will be back from 117, so don't fear. But uh, yes, this is Mashcast number 116, coming in a bit late, a couple days late, uh, because, well, it was a busy week, had the launch of the new Mashless Buttons website, which I hope everybody enjoys and, and likes that, and uh, typically if we can't record on Thursday, then we'll just kind of skip it, but I was like, nah, the people need their Mashcast, right, Nick? They, they, <laughs> they need it. I'm going to give you what you want. <laughs> I, I need the Mashcast. I, I got to talk about stuff. Yeah, you don't want to see Nick when he hasn't talked about stuff. He turn, he gets yeah, angry. I'll talk to my cats about video games, and they're not nearly as entertaining to talk to. Oh, yeah, we don't, and we don't want that. So, uh, yeah, let's kind of let's get right into it. Actually, um, I'm not sure if you guys have saw it, but we did release another podcast called uh, Game Club, which takes the place of the What You've Been Playing. Uh, but that kind of just goes over what we're playing for, for the month. And we do have a game of the month this month for March, uh, which is Hotline Miami. So if you haven't listened to Game Club, give it a give it a try. And if you've played any games we talked about, please definitely let us know. Uh, we want to hear from you about the games. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's get into the topics. Uh, it's been two weeks, and um, I guess quite a bit has happened. We had a lot of topics to go through, but uh, there are four specific ones that we are going to go through today. Uh, I guess the 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 story we picked for the top, I don't know if you want to call it the top story, but with the story I picked for the top was the uh, that Amy Hennig is leaving Naughty Dog. Did I say her name right, Nick? I think just Hennig, yeah. Hennig? Okay, there we go. That was close. Yeah. Okay, so Amy Hennig leaves Naughty Dog. Uh, and for those who don't know who she is, she is the creative director of the Uncharted series. Uh, also, a little bit, a, a bit more background on her. She she's been working in the industry since the 1980s. Uh, she started as an artist, and she worked for EA and Crystal Dynamics. She was a creative director for uh, Legacy of Kane. Uh, well, for some Legacy of Kane games like Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Legacy of Kane, Defiance. Uh, and then that's when after that she moved on to Naughty Dog and did Uncharted. And that's you no, know, actually she also worked with Jack and Daxter too. I just don't know if she was a creative director or not. Uh, so I, she, I think she she wrote one of the games. I don't know if if she uh, I don't know how much she did it with that exactly. But mm. Jack and Dax is one of my favorite series. Even even the third one was a bit uh, you know a bit light. It was hard to follow up the second one. But uh, she's she's done a lot of work with a lot of games that I like. I think it might have been the third one that she was involved with. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's her fault. No. <laughs> just joking, but uh, yeah, it, she she has been involved. Like I just said, the game, the third game was all right. It's just hard to follow up the second one. But the um, yeah, she's she's worked with a lot of uh, good games or popular games. And now she is leaving Naughty Dog, and the details of her departure really aren't. Um, nobody's they haven't come out. Like Naughty Dog hasn't said anything. She hasn't said anything. However, IGN being the great news site they are, they said that the source, the sources are saying that she was pushed out by uh, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, who are respectively the creator, the creative director and game director for the last of us. That's what they're saying. 
Now, nobody has come out, the, she hasn't come out to confirm that this is true. However, Evan Wells and Christoph Belstra, uh, who are the Naughty Dog co-presidents, they came out very aggressive toward the press, saying that uh, she wasn't forced out, and they said this is very unprofessional reporting. Actually, I'll read to you what they said. Um... Here we go. He says, uh, Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann were not involved in what transpired. It was very upsetting to us that dozens of stories were run, linking back to the same hurtful accusations in the original report. Uh, as Naughty Dog co-presidents, oh, sorry, as, pre- as co-presidents of Naughty Dog, we are responsible for all studio affairs. Uh, normally, we wouldn't respond to rumors and speculation on the matter that are internal to Naughty Dog, but because this, because the personal reputation of two of our employees is being damaged, we need to set the record straight. There is nothing left to be said on the subject. Now we're going to go back to do back to what we should be focused on, making games. And then he dropped the mic and walked off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, according to them, those two had nothing to do with it. Uh, since... Amy isn't saying anything, and neither is Naughty Dog or Sony really on the matter. I'm guessing maybe the departure wasn't mutual. Uh, maybe they may have had some some disagreements, and she left. But who knows? But it happens all the time in places. Uh, but I don't think it's like, oh, well, these two guys were forcing her out, or they they could have. Who knows? <laughs> Well, you know, it, it might be the kind of thing, too, where she may have felt like she was being forced out. Right. And the other people may, may you know, not have felt that they were forcing her out. It may have just been sort of some kind of, like, you know, employee personality conflict situation. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could have just, you know, it, or it could just be that she, she was forced out and uh, either the executives at Naughty Dog don't quite know that or they're just covering their butts. Well, <sighs> she's she's high profile period not just in uh, not just in her their company but you know um in the in the industry so i can't imagine that if something was happening with her they wouldn't know about it you know she's not like some entry level or sub you know or you know second tier employee who you know some type of you know internal squabble happens and they're and then they're gone so therefore the presence of the company don't know like she was big time Uncharted series is a huge moneymaker for Naughty Dog. Huge moneymaker. So they had to know if something was going on with her. Like, she's definitely a talent that I don't think they would want to lose. Not like not unless there were some type of problems going on. Like, they wouldn't want to lose her as a talent. Like, she's proven over and over again. Like, Soul Reaver is one of the series that I so badly want them to make an HD, um, HD remix of. So badly. Because I love the, that series. So, like, I can't imagine that she... That this this happened like you know uh, under the table, and the president's just like, what do you mean she got pushed out? No way! I got, I don't think she got pushed out. I think there they there there may have been some type of internal squabble. They couldn't come to an agreement. Who you know maybe she wanted to get paid more, and they're like, well, we kind of got the last of us, so no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even though I, I do I I like the Uncharted series way more than I like The Last of Us. I just wish Naughty Dog as a company would learn how to shoot. <laughs> like the, the 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 aiming mechanics in both of those games are horrendous. So uh but yeah. Uh I don't know. Like this, well this is pretty big. I I can't imagine she's gonna be out of work for very long. Somebody's gonna snap her right up, man. I think it all again, I think a lot of this depends on the nature of her departure. I mean she may very well be under some kind of 
agreement where it's like don't talk to the media for a while you know don't you know you, you have a no compete that may be enforced for a, a certain amount of time um, but yeah I, I can't imagine with somebody with her resume sitting on the sidelines for too long uh, once they're able to get back in the game yeah I think uh, I think she'll be she'll be fine I can't imagine that there are people probably busting her phone open right now trying to get her to come to their studio I'm sure we'll see again. She obviously she's a good writer because I can't. The one thing I can't fault about any of the games that she has worked with was the writing. Like it was great, the Uncharted series. I like, this was one of the things that was funny to me when it came to The Last of Us. People were like just drooling over the story and the writing and how, like how it was written and stuff like that. I'm like, really? Because I mean, I, it's kind of what I expect from Naughty Dog because the you know the Uncharted series was very well written. Uh, even though sometimes it got a little silly, but or with the plot, but like it was, it was very w- well written, and the the way the characters came across and the emotions were expressed was great. And even in Jack and Daxter, like the writing for that game, like the first Jack was kind of just the first Jack and Daxter. I would will say it was a bit more kiddish, but it was just a good game to play. Whereas the Jack and Daxter two, they definitely took that turn for the more uh, the more adult Did you play Jack and Daxter two? No. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> that was a great game. You need to get the HD remix. It is awesome. It is an awesome 3D platformer. Actually, in the Jack and Daxter 2 and 3, it's a it's a 3D... My virus database was just updated. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> the, um, in 2 and 3, not only is it a great uh, uh, platformer, but it's also a really good shooter, too. In my opinion, I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I didn't, I never really got why people drooled over the last of us so much, maybe cause it was just rigid and you know, Oh my God, that guy shot himself. Oh, that's so new to games when it's really not. I, 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 <laughs> like if you, if I talk to somebody about the last of us, it almost sounds like I don't like it when I did, I did like the game, but I just thought it was overhyped. Uh, there's me throwing my opinion to a topic that we really didn't have to talk about. That happens a lot on the Mashcast. <laughs> I just think you guys need to know. That's all. Keep going. I'll stand out of your way. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's uh, what's happening over at Naughty Dog right now. Um, I'm curious to see what's going. I know, like what's going to happen in the future. Like what else they're they're working on. Actually, they were they are working on a new Uncharted, like a new a new Uncharted for PS4. So. Yeah. I guess she's no longer going to be involved with that. And that, that, that'll that be interesting, because I wonder if that's going to turn into an Assassin's Creed situation, where the creative director left, the person who's been, you know, taking over, the, who's really been guiding the series, and then after that person leaves, the series just isn't the same. Because... Well, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. How, how many entries into Assassin's Creed did uh, DeSalitz leave? Three. He did Assassin's Creed one, two, and Brotherhood. Okay, and and just like Kenig did Uncharted one, two, and three. Then. Yep. Hmm. So I'm. But Uncharted, Uncharted though isn't pumped out on a yearly basis. Naughty Dog tends to. Well, neither was uh, a. Take... Yeah, you know, they do take their time. They do take their time, but they also have like three or four teams working on Assassin's Creed games. So technically speaking, I mean, it's not like they only de- development only takes a year. Uh, like, I know, like, the, you know, Black Flag was in in development at the same time that Assassin's Creed 3 was. And then that last year, I guess they just finally put the the, the final polish on it. 
or maybe tweak the story since the story's all fucked up now. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but you're right. They they do provide. They do take more time on their game, so they may be able to be like, no, no, this really isn't Uncharted. We need to do X, Y, and Z. That feels more Uncharted-ish. So, either way, I, I I don't hope the series takes a wrong turn, but I am curious to see what happens with the series. Sony was sure to, or not Sony, uh, Naughty Dog, rather, was sure to comment and admit that, uh, actually, no, I think it was Sony that actually mentioned that, uh, that uh, development on the next Uncharted would remain on schedule and wouldn't be affected by this departure right that was one that was one of the first things they said after they announced she was gone well well yeah because they gotta they gotta keep uh stockholders you know not you know no offers investors not uh they gotta make sure they're not afraid you know they don't want them selling off naughty dog hmm. so yeah I, hopefully things turn out well for both parties because i like naughty dog as a developer i like uh obviously i like hennig uh, for the stories that she's written, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on to our next topic, Battlefield 4. Um, <laughs> recently, uh, DICE came out and said, uh, now that, well, I guess we're four or five months after the initial release at this point? I think about four months? Yeah, maybe maybe five. Yeah, when did it come out? I should uh, know. I keep seeing it on Facebook. It's like Battlefield Four is now alive, and I'm like, yeah. No. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it came out in October. So, so uh, on the this wasn't an interview. This is actually on the Battlefield Four blog, which means this is a, a pretty major issue for them to try to address the community with this. Uh, they said that addressing the netcode is one of their top priorities, uh, which is amazing because the game has been out for so long and it still has netcode issues. Uh, so certain problems that people are having, like, uh, you know, the game was uh, not handling packet loss well, pretty much. Sometimes, uh, you know, when you fired at somebody, the, the hits weren't registering, damage wasn't being done. Um, mm, they're investigating issues for instant death while sprinting so uh just just a lot of strange things that happened they said they did fix um collision detection disappearing crosshairs and impact sounds um they've reduced rubber banding didn't get rid of it but reduced rubber banding which rubber banding is going to happen uh and for those who don't know rubber banding that's when you know when you're in the game and you run forward and then all of a sudden you get pulled back because the server and the and your game client finally sync up and you weren't where you thought you were supposed to be. Uh, so they've reduced rubber banding, but rubber banding is only, it really should only happen on high latency servers. And the problem is that it's not happening on high latency servers. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they're still trying to fix the net code, which, I mean, that's the whole game. That's your core right there. Why was that not addressed first? That is your core. If the netcode isn't working well, you can't play the game all that great. Now, from a PC perspective, I don't see many people playing Battlefield 4. I think, I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the PC community, unless you're diehard Battlefield, has moved away from Battlefield 4 at this point. The only Battlefield 4 I'm actually seeing is on consoles. And that's because, like, what else are they going to play? I'm talking about next-gen consoles, sorry. But it's like, what else are they going to play? You know? I'm seeing a lot of Warframe. I'm seeing a lot of Battlefield 4. But that's it. 
Uh, and PC side, I'm not seeing anything. So I think uh, I, I think this is this is like the EA's launch practices. You know, launch the beta client and just fix it later. It's gonna come back and bite them. Exactly. I mean, no, just looking over the the post where they're like, okay, this is what we're working on, and this is what we've already fixed. It looks like something like you know being in the Wildstar beta. Like I see some of the announcements every time they you know put a patch out. Like this is what we're working on. This is what we fixed. Like this looks like this looks like a beta post. It's and it's really just disheartening to know that like a game where you know like the online component is such a large part of the game to see that it was allowed to be released in a state like this um you know there are other games that you know were have been withheld um you know that that even currently aren't out yet that may be out in may that we may talk about shortly (laughs) Um, Jesus, Nick. No, but like, but seriously, though, like developers, you know, have made the decision before to not release a game that was ready. And I know that you know Battlefield Four is big for the next gen and everything, and it's you know EA's yearly you know entry into the the online military shooter. But to see it have this many problems, it's, I mean, it's literally shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, like you said, nobody's playing it on PC, um, you know, and the, and the people that play on console are, you know. I mean, they're they're stu- you know they're stuck. It, it's I feel bad for anybody who's a Battlefield fan because you know you you don't have a, you know you you're stuck playing a game that's fundamentally incomplete or what you're you're gonna have to play like what Battlefield Three weren't there problems with that? Is anybody even still playing Battlefield Three at this point? It's I don't know. It's not yeah. It's if you if you really like Battlefield, you really don't have any options at this point. That that sucks for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this this breaks down further my confidence in EA. Like, like I at this point, I don't know if I if, even if it was on Steam, I don't know if I'd buy a Battlefield game because of EA and Dice and how they've managed the last two Battlefields. The last two Battlefields have had major launch issues, launch issues. And then EA, if you count SimCity in the mix, between the two, you have three major games that had major launch issues to the point that it's unplayable. What was, wasn't there an interview we were talking about earlier? That you, uh... Yeah, you, oh, let me see if I can pull that. Here we go. To? Yeah, so, um... Uh, RPS, they had an interview with with one of the uh, I guess bigwigs over at Dice uh, or at EA. So uh, they asked the question. So SimCity and BF4 both had terrible launches. SimCity didn't work for more than a month, and BF4 still has issues. Surely you're overhauling how you approach launch launches internally from now on. And the response was, I'm not exa- I'm not sure I accept your premise. Battlefield 4 has been an exceedingly successful product on both consoles and PC from a sales perspective and a gameplay perspective. That was the response. Like, ah, that's all right. You know, once again, saying the wrong things because that's not what gamers want to hear, you know. No, See, that's it- not... That's not gamer talk. That's marketing speak. That is marketing that's, speak. That, yeah, that, that does nothing to alleviate any of the concerns or issues that the people actually playing the game are experiencing. Yeah, that's that, just saying like, oh, hey, it's still selling well and everybody's loving it. See, that's more for investors and shareholders because he doesn't want them to look back at this article and say, well, look, this, they said they made mistakes and, you know, shake confidence in investors. Because the gamer is like, you can say this, but we know there's a problem. Like, we know there's a problem. Like, you know. It's like the investors are over the phone saying, oh, no, there's no flat tire. But we're standing right there like, dude, there's a flat tire. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's 
that's what it's like. So yeah, that's just shaking uh, faith in EA, and that's gonna come back and bite them because you know they do have that mentality right now. This is the old EA mentality that you know people will just buy the games, and that bit them in the ass, and they started you know kind of changing things around back in like 2008, 2009, and it worked out great for them. EA was like the savior of the people back when uh, you know people actually uh, cared about Activision and Call of Duty. EA was doing, they came out with Bad Company, they redid Medal of Honor, they were coming out with awesome games, Crisis 2, all great stuff, and now we're back. Now we're back to old EA. Oh, yeah, well, they'll just buy the games. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. So, it's got, EA's got to hit rock bottom again. We really, because when they're great, they are great. They're really good when they're great. But Dead Space, Dead Space 2, then we get Dead Space 3. You know? They, we really need for them to hit rock bottom so we can get some good games out of EA again. But yeah, if you're still playing Battlefield 4 on PC, you let me know. Like, tell me about your trials <laughs> because I'm curious. I am really curious as to why you're playing that game. I, I think or that maybe, applies, frank, frankly, to any system. If you're still playing Battlefield 4, period, why? Like, how are you lucky enough that you're somehow not hitting any of these bugs, or are you just that determined that you're you're you're, you're persevering in the face of great opposition? Yeah, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I, I really want to know. Or maybe it's just you know people are overreacting. That can be pro- that that could be the issue too. Let us know. To, uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder is. Even the people that are playing Battlefield 4, like, is anybody even going to care what, I mean, once Titanfall hits? Because that's supposed to be, like, the next big sort of shooter, and admittedly it's Xbox One only. Titanfall and Battlefield, that's like, I think Titanfall is going to cause more trouble for Call of Duty than it does for Battlefield. Battlefield will always have that these maps are huge, you can fly a jet, you can do all that stuff. Like, that's what Battlefield is. Uh, Titanfall is more Call of Duty-ish, but, you know, it's not, um, it's exp- it's more expansive. That's basically what it is. Uh, so I don't think it's gonna affect Battlefield. Too much. I mean, there's, there are people who play Call of Duty and Battlefield, so. But for the most part, I think the Call it's gonna, it's gonna pull more people from Call of Duty than it does Battlefield. So. Uh, but let's move on to our next topic. Let's talk a bit about Watch Dogs, that game that Nick horrendously hit at uh, earlier <laughs> in the podcast about five minutes ago. Uh, so there was an interview with uh, Jason Morin. Oh, sorry, Jonathan Morin. My bad. Jonathan Morin. Interview with Jonathan Morin about why Watch Dogs was delayed. So most of the time when they delay a game, it's because the game just like really isn't finished. Uh, they just need more time with it. Maybe they want to implement new features. I I don't know, putting uh, microtransactions into your game. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) apparently, according to Jonathan Morin, that wasn't the case. They said when they pushed it back, they did not add any features. What they did is they polished the current current game's features to perfection, uh, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, okay, it's like, yeah, you know, it's a new IP. They wanted to come out the gate very, very strong. They didn't want you to have any problems. They said they wanted to be as open as possible. And like you know, having making it so that the least amount of scripting that was done was was done. They didn't want you to go and do your first hack, and then it didn't work because of some open world variable that you didn't really think about. So now, when you do hacks, you have to do it in a certain way. They didn't want you to have to do that. When they they want you to just go up to something, hack it, 
any way you want it, anytime, and you're okay. So that's really what they've been working on. That's why they pushed it back, which I applaud them for that. Cause them and Ubisoft both, because a lot of publishers are like, nah, fuck it, forget about it. Like, who's gonna find that? And if they find it, patch it. Like, I'll look at EA, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, I, I applaud both. Uh, you, well, actually, they are Ubisoft. Aren't they Ubisoft Montreal making this yeah, game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you know, you the 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 studio and the publisher, uh, I applaud them for that. And he says that he didn't even have to. It wasn't hard for him to get it pushed back. He says he didn't have to beg for the game to be pushed back. He says the Ubisoft execs have game development background, so he can go and instead of talking money and marketing, he could talk game development and say why they need to push it back. And according to him, he says, you know, Eves was the one who took the brunt of it because he's the one who has to go to the stockholders and say, we need to push this back, and this is why. And he has to talk money and marketing to them. So I thought that was that was um, pretty interesting as well because normally it's the developer that has to go and talk to the money guys and say, look, we need more money to build this game. And they're like, no, just put it out. And then you get Battlefield 4. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, like it was. I, this was, I thought the piece was insightful. Uh, you know, and it, it now, now after reading this, now I'm kind of interested. I, I guess that was the whole point because Ubisoft. What Ubisoft did is they invited press to their, to their studio, and they paid for transportation, and that's how this happened. Uh, so I guess that was kind of the point to let people know that look, we've been taking a lot of time with the game. And it's very special to us. We want you to know that you're going to get the best game possible. Uh, now, one thing I also did talk about was the Wii U version. And they flatly set out that, you know, because of the small install base for the Wii U, it's very easy to put the game on ice, you know, to reprioritize it. So, you know, they, once the game comes out, I believe they will start working on the Wii U version again. And I don't know, like, there's a possibility they just may not put it out. Now, they didn't say that in the article. But I'm thinking there's just there is a possibility they just may not put that game out, um, because you know if they if they don't see that's going to be worth it, you know to package and ship this game for the Wii U. I mean, because it already has a small install base, and how many people are going to buy Watch Dogs for the Wii U? You know, isn't this all the fault of the company that pushed back Rayman Legends and really killed the <laughs> Wii U in utero, basically? Uh, Who did I, that? Uh, that was Ubisoft, and I do kind of blame Ubisoft for that. I thought that was a real dick move. That was a real dick move. But you know what? This year, I don't know. I think this year is going to be the year for the Wii U. And if if it's not, like I said, I think a, a couple of po- uh, matchcasts ago, I said, you know, if the numbers don't pick up uh, due to Smash Brothers, then, I, then I'm like, okay, the Wii U's done. Uh, but the, you know, they come out with Mario Kart, and Smash Brothers this year, and I can't remember any of the other major releases right now. But those two games right there, that should drive the install base of the Wii U. Not to PS4 levels, maybe not even to Xbox One levels. You know, I know this is a bit off topic, but I find it amusing that uh, Nintendo announced that they were closing down the uh, the, uh, the the online community for the Wii. Uh, yeah. The on- I forget what it was called, the Wi-Fi connection or something like that. Yeah, the Wi-Fi connection. Um, yeah, and and fundamentally, what 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 they're doing is, I guess, I guess that happens in May, which I think will line up with. Uh, I think doesn't Mario Kart release around May? 
because uh, it's a little interesting that oh you know you like your your online Mario Kart you like your online Smash Brothers gee you can't do those anymore on the Wii now you yeah. can only get that experience on the Wii U so that's a little that's a little bit of an aggressive move from Nintendo who's usually not quite so aggressive like that and maybe they feel the need to do that given that the Wii U's been struggling so much but uh, I mean I don't think it'll matter too much I think if you if you really like your Smash Brothers and your your uh, your Mario Kart, you're going to go ahead and get those. Maybe maybe that's technically what we'll see happen with Watch Dogs is that you know they're going to sit there and kind of hold off on doing anything more with the with, with Watch Dogs for the Wii U. They have the code, you know, whatever they've done so far for it, assuming they've worked on it to any degree. Um, but it's not like they can, you know, it's not like if they're going to cancel it, they're just going to delete all those files and whatnot. Um, so they may very well just be like, you know what, let's wait till the end of the summer. We'll see how, you know, after those two games come out, we'll see where the Wii U is. And maybe at that point, it'll make sense for them to, to push something out for that console. But uh, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know anybody who used the Wii U online. Like I tried to use the Wii U online for Smash Brothers a few times, and I never got a match ever so smash brothers yeah smash brothers that didn't work so well i i did that with mario kart a few times i mean not not that often but it worked you know whenever i tested it for mario kart it seemed to work perfectly fine yeah i don't know um smash brothers seemed to suffer from at least and i mean it could have been my internet connection at the time um but it seemed to suffer from a little bit of latency um kind of like what we were talking about with the battlefield 4 stuff but there was no instant death the thing about like I don't know, the, the Nintendo Network stuff was very hodgepodge. You know, it was kind of like, it almost felt like they put it together at the last second. It felt like, you know what it felt like? The PS2 online. That's what it felt like. Yes. The Nintendo, the Nintendo um, Network. Well, no, sorry, the Nintendo Network is what they have now, but the, that Nintendo like online play felt like the PS2, you know, modem stuff that they had. Well, it felt like they put a lot more effort into the channels and sort of trying to get you involved in like c- communicating online. Like, Oh, Hey, you can share your me's and Oh, Hey, you can, you know, the, the, what was that? That poll channel that all it was, was just polls. Yeah. You could answer. And like, that's interesting. And I remember there was a while where I was like, Oh, you know, there's a new poll today. Let me see what the results are from the other day's poll. Like, you know, that was exciting for, you know, a week, but eventually, yeah, that all, that all got old. And I mean, what's really going to carry a service. It's not those little, you know, kind of like quirky things. It's, it's is the online gameplay good, and is you know, is, are there people there, and is it something worth investing in? And as, I guess, really, as I said, from my experience, outside of outside of Mario Kart, um, it really wasn't. So, although that said, I know uh, I, I think what An- Animal Crossing, which is another game that that's no longer going to be supported on the Wii, uh, but I know Animal Crossing took you know had a lot to do with the the online play there. So that you know, it may well be that. Mario Kart and Smash Brothers came early enough in the Wii's life that maybe, you know, as it, it, it got more robust as time went on. Maybe. I do, I do know a bunch of people who do use the uh, the online side of Animal Crossing. I have seen that. Um, but other than that, like, I really haven't, I haven't, I don't know, like, I don't think anybody's going to be affected by this, which is, that's why I didn't, think, I didn't think it was really that big of a deal. Yeah. Personal. Yeah, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to get off topic there. <laughs> no, that's okay because I think we're pretty much done talking about that <laughs> about the Watchdog stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to Watchdogs now for PC though, not for next gen console. Uh, not you know, yet, at least. 
Huh? Well, I, I I do have to say though, I find this interesting because I think like the the fact that they had the the press up to their studio, the fact that they're putting out these stories about why it was delayed. Uh, the game comes out in May, so this is sort of I'm sure pretty soon we're going to start seeing commercials for it on TV. Uh, I think this is sort of the beginning of the the launch marketing blitz. Yeah, it definitely definitely is. I'm pretty sure, as you said, we will definitely see more of that coming around. Um. Actually, I was going to say, let's move on to our last topic, but you know there's a topic that we forgot about that we totally overlooked, and I can't believe we did? Uh-oh, Jack what? Trenton, leaving Sony. Oh, yeah! Yeah, we totally... That's not on our list, folks. <laughs> like, we totally, like, missed that one. Like, nobody brought that up in pre-show or, like, you know, where we list our topics. But yeah, Jack Trenton, man. Leaving Sony. And that seemed to be mutual, like basically based off what they said that they said that Jack Tre- uh, uh, both Jack Trenton and Sony agreed not to renew his contract. And it's not like they had any problems with him. Obviously, I mean the PS4 is doing great. Uh, he's the face you saw during E3 most of the time, um, pretty much all <laughs> the time. Was, he was the guy that came out and basically said everything for the PS4 is not what Microsoft said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy, I, I guess, is a great time to leave because he's definitely leaving on top. He is definitely leaving on top, and nobody could deny that. Um, and both him and Kaz, if they were left right now, like, that's kind of just like, well, Kaz wouldn't leave. He's he's still kind of a new CEO. Well, he's been CEO for like a year and some change now of Sony. But still, like, Jack Trenton is like, uh. Well, best of luck to him. I like that guy. I I never had a problem with Jack Trenton. <laughs> I don't think he ever said anything that pissed me off, which is surprising for an executive he, to do that. <laughs> did he make the announcement of the six hundred dollar PS3? Uh, did he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I <laughs> he think, offloaded that to an underlay. <laughs> They're not gonna like that. You tell them. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the president of at the time the guy who who cast took his spot for the PlayStation division or the, or the entertainment division uh, for all of Sony. I think he made that announcement at the time. You know, <laughs> and there was no applause. I gotta find that video. It's just like what. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that that. <laughs> That time, that that um instance reminds me of the Xbox One release. So like you know, five four ninety nine ninety nine, cricket cricket cricket. <laughs> really? Oh man. But anyway, but yeah, Jack Trenton leaving Sony. Oh, leaving uh yeah, leaving PlayStation after nineteen years. Nineteen years he's been with them. All we've known is Jack Trenton. Now there's gonna be a new guy, Sean Layden. Uh, which he's not new to Sony. He's the, currently the vice president, uh, vice president and COO of Sony Network Entertainment International. So, no news on what Jack Trenton's doing, but I thought I should just bring that up because that was uh, that was pretty major news. That probably should have been our top of the news, <laughs> you know, deal. But you know, Amy Hennig got that spot this week. <laughs> so, okay, our last topic is actually about Microsoft, though. Um, Microsoft is, uh, the Xbox One, you will be bundling games soon. Uh, so I think everybody knew about the Forza, not the Forza, but the, uh, Titanfall bundling, uh, March 11th, when Titanfall comes out, 
if you buy uh, uh, Xbox One with the Titanfall bundle, you'll have a download code for Titanfall. Um, which um, I guess that's fine. I kind of wish that it was a physical copy of Titanfall, but hey, it's a it's a digital copy of Titanfall. You can pull it down. That seems a little odd that they wouldn't, because there are going to be digital copies in stores, right? It's not an entirely just DLC game. No, 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 no. There's gonna be physical copies so, in stores. Yeah, so like I don't understand like why they wouldn't just. They don't even have to actually sell it together. Just tell the retailers like put titanfall with this xbox uh yeah i guess so actually i think that's what they're doing with forza because the other game that will be bundled is forza so if you don't get a titanfall bundle you can get forza uh for free for digital download um when you buy an xbox one so i don't know and also on top of that something that we didn't talk about or we weren't planning on talking about was the fact that microsoft did drop the price of the Xbox One and and, and some in the UK, I believe. So I think yeah. they're trying. I think they're trying to level the playing field a little bit without saying that they're trying to level the playing field. Yeah, no, they were asked directly. Um, they were asked directly after, in response to the UK price drop. Can we? Are we? Can we expect to see anything like that stateside? And they're like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, well, of course they're not going to say that they're not going to drop the price because then people will just wait for the price drop. Yeah. That, and that's that's why they're not going to say, oh yeah, yeah, you know. No, but they weren't even. But they weren't even like coy about it, like, well, maybe we'll look at the, you know, we'll look at the account. Like, no, they were just like, yeah, we're not doing that. No. Yeah, well, supposedly, well, there's rumors going around that are saying that they will do it later on uh, this year. That, that's a rumor. Maybe that's the guy they're going after. Like the guy. Oh, that's that, right. Uh, yeah, that's they're right. going after legally like that. Just going after the guy legally makes it kind of seem like what he says has legs. You know, but um, yeah. So they you you will be able to get a bundled game, which I mean, I don't know, like <laughs> game bundles, like you know, game bundles usually happen like with, with with like specific packages, you know. But just like oh, anybody buys an Xbox One, you can definitely get Forza, unless you got Titanfall. Yeah, you know, this is a lot of because Sony is beating the shit out of them. I mean, they, I think uh, the last tally was um, I had the numbers up here somewhere. Uh, the last tally is, oh, Sony said they had 6 million worldwide sales, where the last numbers for Microsoft came up at 3.9 million. So Sony, Sony is definitely getting the best of them right now. And that's not just the price, to be honest with you, because it's definitely harder to get a PS4 than it is to get an Xbox One. It is. Yes. I have yet to see a PS4 in the store. Yet to see one in a store. Whereas the Xbox Ones, they're all over the place. So it's definitely harder to get a PS4 than an Xbox One. And I don't know, maybe Microsoft was hoping that, oh, people you know, people go into a store, oh, there's no PS4s? Oh, guess I'm getting an Xbox One. Nope, they're like, I'll wait. <laughs> that's what's, <weird. laughs> that's well, what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of those things. I'm sure there are people, but odds are, though, if you're, if you're willing to settle for an Xbox One when you wanted a PS4, odds are you were probably going to wind up with both consoles at some point anyway. Right. So... Yeah, uh, but yeah, this uh, may perhaps the uh, the bundling will help, you know. But <laughs> actually, Microsoft is putting a lot of faith, like they're putting a lot of faith into Titanfall. Yes, like they um they really really think that Titanfall is going to be the game that pulls them pulls them up to match up with Sony. And I'm not exactly sure I I, I agree with that. Because they do have a they do have a heavy hitter. Like Titanfall is a heavy hitter. Um 
but I don't know if it's $500 worth of Heavy Hitter, you know. Whereas, I mean, I can get a PS4 and Metal Gear and Infinite. Actually, no, yeah, I can get a PS4, Metal, um, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, and Infamous Second Son for $10 less than I can get a, an Xbox One. So I get a PS4 with two games, even though one of those games is only two hours long. You know, a PS4 with two games. Uh, and then if I spend an additional 60 bucks for the year, so, okay, that takes us over, so that's that's 550 So 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 let's say for $50 more, I get Xbox One. Not only do I get those two games, but I get PlayStation Plus for the year, which is going to have games for me to download, full games for me to download anyway. So Microsoft is still doing there. Was it game gold for gamers? Or? I haven't seen a single game come out of that that people were like, oh my god, that's free, awesome. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Have not seen it. So I don't know, dude. Like that's I don't know if it's gonna be enough. They need they need to drop that price. That's the number one thing. They need to drop the price, and if they want me to buy one, get rid, get unbundled the connect. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> unbundle the connect if they want me to buy one. I have, good luck waiting for that. Yeah, it's like even if I get one, the, I guess I can always keep connecting the box. That's why I said the the price is the biggest thing. Four hundred dollars, I might go for it. Okay, um, but yeah, other than that, other than that, like five hundred dollars, I'm not paying five hundred dollars for a console when I have a PC that looks better than the consoles. You know, I actually I recently saw the new Tomb Raider, the the uh, the definitive edition on uh the xbox one and i was looking i was like like really this is it like my pc version the non-definitive edition looks better than this you know so i don't know like i i think uh i guess it's a good move because the people are definitely going to buy xbox ones for titanfall uh or not i don't know because i think titanfall is a new ip the people who are excited for titanfall are the ones who've played it yeah, the beta. They, they already have an Xbox One because they were in, they were able to get in the beta that yeah. free weekend they had a while ago. Yeah, it's but not, that's that said though, it has had very good word of mouth. Like every everyone I've heard who got into it, I haven't seen anybody saying like, "Oh, it was terrible." Like everybody, you know, admittedly it's mostly press, but everybody who's who's played it seemed to be saying great things about it. So if if it can generate enough hype and enough word of mouth and, and fundamentally it's the kind of game too, where all you need is like one person and a group of friends to get it. And then they're like, they get their friends to come over and they're like, Hey, this is really worth it. As long as, you know, as long as those friends have $500, they can just arbitrarily blow. Um, yeah. yeah then, then yeah, you got to I mean, throw that caveat in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or if they know where they can steal an Xbox one, but <laughs> that's also oh, helps. Yeah. Also helps. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I haven't heard anything bad about Titanfall, and if any, if I mean, if it sounds like if Microsoft was going to pick a game to put their, you know, to put their their weight behind and be like, this is what's going to sell as consoles, Titanfall is as good a choice as anything. Um, it's not, you know, I mean, we'll obviously we'll see how it goes at launch, but it certainly sounds like it has all the everything you'd be looking for as far as a game that's going to sell consoles. I think it has the qualifications. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I have no bad things to say about Titanfall, uh, but I'm not necessarily sure it's going to. It's exactly what they need. What they need is a price drop. <laughs> That's what they need. So, oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think we're all out of topics. Like this is like a, a short podcast. We kind of got yeah. got into it, and that was it. Forty five yeah. minutes. 
Actually, some people told me they like the longer podcast, and some people want the shorter podcast. I don't know. Like, what, what's what's better? You guys tell us. You're listening. <laughs> like, what do you you like the shorter podcast, or do you want the longer one? If you like them longer, just listen to this one again. I'm sure there's stuff that'll come out on the second listen that you want to pick up. <laughs> the no, I'm not sure. Actually, for a while, I considered doing like an abridged version of the Mashcast. You know, but that will require more time than I think I have. So, as like double editing, don't know. Uh, but yeah, why don't you let us know? Because we've been doing this for at least three or four episodes now. Uh, we take taking the what you've been playing out, which has spun into its own podcast. But you know, we can always add more topics. You know, to talk about. Uh, so just let us know what do, what do you want? Do you want the longer one or, or is the short one okay? Uh, but that will. Bring us to the end of this MASHcast. Um, you can catch us on SoundCloud. Actually, no, we, we're not done because we got to talk about what games are coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Titanfall. Titanfall's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good catch, Nick. Good catch. Okay, so let's see. Titanfall is coming out. Uh, what else is coming out here? This is something I didn't see before, but I'll go back to that later. Uh, so Titanfall is coming out next week. Dark Souls 2 on the 11th. Uh, Towerfall Ascension. On the PS4. Yeah, PS4. Vessel for PS3, which I'm actually reviewing that right now. Uh, March 18th, which is the week after. So that's like the Final Fantasy HD Remix, Ground Zeroes. Uh, the HD Remix for Final Fantasy X on Vita. And Ninja Gaiden Z. For Oh, that's really for PC too? That's PS, PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. I don't even know what that's about. But it looks cool. I might have to check that out. Okay, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's coming out. And now I can tell you about how to get the podcast. So, um, <laughs> we're on SoundCloud. We're soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. Most of you probably listen via SoundCloud. Uh, we are on iTunes. And we like when I say we're on iTunes, we are on iTunes now. Like, that shit's working. <laughs> it's it's working. The stream's good. You shouldn't have any problems. So if you want to subscribe to the iTunes feed, please do so, and you will get updated Mashcasts. I'm going to make sure that the Mashcasts, uh, you know, oh, I'm trying my best, I should say, make to make sure the Mashcasts are in, um, your iTunes feed that like Friday mornings. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, and once again, when I say we're on Stitcher, we're really on Stitcher now. Like, I fixed all the problems with the feed for Stitcher, so we're good to go. Um, we are on uh, Twitter, which is twitter.com slash site. We are on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons. And we are on youtube.com, which is uh, youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. So you can find us in all those places. Uh, please feel free to comment on anything. We would love to hear from you guys. Thoughts, positive or negative, just leave a comment. You know, and uh, yeah, we will catch you guys on time next week. We will be recording on Friday. Oh, sorry, on Thursday, like we normally do. And the pat the podcast will be out on Friday with Joel Couture. This time, the team is back, <laughs> so all, all together. And maybe that will make a longer podcast in general. Because <laughs> so, we'll have Joel talking. Because Joel's such a blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, thanks a lot for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody. 